Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School, the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It was what you were born to be in the new birth is not a defeated one, not a victim, not one who's overcome, but a victor, an overcomer, one who triumphs over and over. Get your Bible and something to make a note with. Come into the class with us. We saved you a seat right here in the front. By faith, just come right on in here with us. And let's agree in faith for the answers, for help, for direction, for right now. The Lord knows what you're dealing with, and He knows exactly the right thing to say and do to come right out of that, to come right over it and declare a victory and be a witness and let others see what God can do in your life. And there's two. Father, we, all of us, join together asking for the anointing, the utterance, the moving and working of your Holy Spirit manifesting here and everywhere that people are receiving this. We ask you for it and we give you the praise. Thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you look, please, in our great textbook, the Bible, in Matthew 9 again, to scripture that we've been looking at all week. Um, we begin a new series this week that we're calling Faith for Healing. And we uh, have talked about how that faith is the same, it works the same in every area, but it must be developed in every area. Just because you've got strong faith in this area doesn't mean that you have faith in, strong faith in every area. You can be strong in faith in one area and actually have no faith in another area. And the reason you'd be strong in faith in one area is because you've been fed on it. You've heard it. You've seen it. You've thought about it. You've talked about it. You've been fed repeatedly. You've used your faith in that area. But if you never hear anything about this other area, your faith can't help but be weak or non-existent there. And so this is faith for what? Faith for healing. So uh, Matthew 9, we see with the woman that had the, uh, the hemorrhage or the issue of blood in Matthew 9, uh, 21, that uh, she uh, pressed through the crowd and touched Jesus' clothes. And she said within herself, if I may touch but his garment, I shall be whole. And we saw that this word whole is translated from the Greek word sozo, which is also equally translated saved. Saved. Talking about people being saved from their sins. When you say, I'm saved, you, you want to realize there's, a, there's something after the word saved. You're saved from what? Well, we have been saved from the penalty of our sins and judgment and hell. But Jesus also talked about people being saved from disease, saved from mental anguish, saved from 
torment, saved from death, saved and made whole. So when it says, uh, um, if I may touch but his garment, I'll be sozoed, I'll be saved, I'll be healed, I'll be made whole. And Jesus turned him about when he saw her and said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you saved, healed, whole, sozo. And the woman was made sozoed from that hour. She was saved from that debilitating hemorrhage that she had been through so many operations and so many treatments and spent all her money, Mark said, and, and, and was nothing bettered after 12 years. Now, that, you get tired of that, right? After 12 years, not only was she no better as a result of all her operations and treatments and everything, she was worse. And yet, in a moment, oh, somebody say, praise God. In a moment, the power of God came into her Instantly, her hemorrhage stopped and she could feel in, her, in herself that she is sozoed. Can anybody else be sozoed? Yes. Today should. Oh, it's happening. Not for everybody because not everybody believes it. What did, what did the Lord say was the determining factor here with her? He said, daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith sozoed you. Your faith saved you. Your faith healed you. Your faith made you whole. He said the exact phrase to a woman that was called a, a sinful woman in another passage where he said, uh, your sins are forgiven you. And then he said, your faith has saved you. He's talking about from her sins. Is it true that you can be saved from disease, sickness, just like you can be saved from sin. Yes. According to Jesus, it is the same. Look with me. We saw this earlier, but go back in Luke, the fifth chapter. Let's look at it again today. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17 is the case of the man who was paralyzed and could not get into where Jesus was teaching and preaching. And his four friends got him up on top of the house, made a way where there seemed to be no way, <laughs> made a hole and let him down. And the Bible said in verse 17 that Jesus was teaching there, Luke 5, 17, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Did you know that the power of the Lord is present here today to heal? Why? Because we're speaking his words on the subject. Does he have any words that are not anointed to be fulfilled? There is no word of God without power or incapable of being uh, fulfilled. Just like when we talk about that Jesus will save you and you can be born again and forgiven, the power of the Lord will be there to manifest that with anybody that would dare to believe it and receive it. Well, when we're talking about the healing power of God, do you, how many believe this is not some fairy tale that there was a day where Jesus was in this house and he was teaching and there were people, the house was full and there were people all around about it. How many believe that as he was speaking, the power was there? Do you believe it? The power was there to what? Very specific. To heal. 
the power was there to heal. And yet if you stop right there, nobody's being healed. Even a couple of verses later, still, nobody healed yet. (laughs) Now, are we going to think that in a house crammed full of people that nobody in there needed to be healed except the man from the outside? No, you know. You know that virtually everybody in there had, had something that they could have been healed from. And, and the power is there, and yet, until somebody comes in from the outside and acts in faith, we see no manifestation. And so you have people that try to say, well, if it's God's will for people to be healed, they'll be healed. That's just simply not true. You, you have to apply it across the board. Why not say, if it's God's will for people to be born again, they'll be born again. Well, it's not true. It is true that it's His will for all to be saved. It's not His will that any should perish. But are people perishing without God? It's one of the worst tragedies there could ever be. There are billions of people on this planet right now that do not believe in the one true Creator God. They they have not accepted the one and only access to God, Jesus, His Son, and they are lost. And if they die in that condition, the Bible says they die in their sins and they perish. Now, I know that's not popular. People don't think it's politically correct. But you either believe the Bible or you believe something else. You believe men's fabrication. No, just because it is God's will and just because the power is there to make it happen does not assure it will happen. He really has given human beings a completely free will. And he will not take over and force us to receive what we should. If God was going to make anybody do anything, he would make people be born again. He would make them receive Jesus because that's eternal. Nothing's bigger than that. If he's not going to make you do that, he's certainly not going to make you do any lesser thing. So no, the power was there, but nobody's being healed until they come through. The man's let down through the hole in front of Jesus. And verse 20, he he said, man, your sins are forgiven. Now, this sets off a whole chain of other things. (laughs) For one thing, you know, you got to picture it now. This, This is not a fairy tale. This happened This man is coming down. They're lowering him down on his mat. (laughs) This disrupted the service, right? First of all, there's the noise, and then there's the debris falling down in your hair and everything else. What is going on? And then there's this cat on a mat. (laughs) Why is he there? He's paralyzed. Why did his friends do all this? He's paralyzed. They, they've been hearing about the miracles in Jesus' ministry. And they are so sure it can happen for them. They're willing not just to get there, but when it looks like there's no way they can get in, they make it happen. Right? They get on top. They tear a hole. <laughs> Maybe they're hollering, we'll fix it later. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. But they, they were so convinced that a miracle would happen 
that they went to these lengths to get him. That's why it says he saw their faith. In what? In what they're doing. In the extreme effort they're making to get this man here, you see faith. Jesus saw it. And so uh, he looks at the man and says, your sins are forgiven. Er, what? Huh? We, we came for healing. <laughs> and then this sets off something among all the theologians. What? <laughs> you can't forgive sins. He's blaspheming. And Jesus perceived their thoughts. He said, what reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier, which is easier? To say your sins be forgiven you? Or to say rise up and walk? We need to camp here, faith class. Huh? Because like we've already gone over, you know, I read this day before and I read it, I may read it again later. Why? Most of the church. When I say, I'm talking about Pentecostal, so-called faith people, most people. Maybe they know what they should say, but let's talk about how it really is. You say, you believe God would forgive me? I really messed up this morning. What would they say? Yeah. Almost everybody. Yeah. Yes. Well, I don't know what if it's not his will. They go, what? <laughs> That's why Jesus went to the cross. It is his will. Are you sure? Yes, it's his will. Maybe I should wait. No, you don't need to wait. You need to receive. You think I could receive forgiveness right now? Right now. Yeah, but I messed up pretty big. I mean, it's a pretty big sin. What would almost anybody in any church that preaches some truth, would they try to convince them, are, would you quit? God will forgive you, right? Right now. But I don't know if I could receive it. You can receive it. All you got to do is just believe it and receive it. Right? Almost any, I don't care what label's on the door, almost any church, people will, full confidence. But, if somebody's paralyzed, huh? Where's the confidence? There. It's not there. In many cases, people immediately begin to go, oh, I, nah, you know, we don't, we don't necessarily preach those things. We don't. Um, now, we believed it happened, you know, and God can do it. But, you know, the apostles, they had power like that. And when the last apostle died, you know, all that ceased. Said who? Where? What are you talking about? Where'd you get that? Jesus' words have passed away. Things have changed. He has changed. Faith has changed. His will has changed. No, no, no. Humans have gotten away from God. And they've concocted their own things to believe and their traditions have made the word of God of no effect in their life. But listen to what Jesus says. They want to wrestle about can the man be forgiven right now or not? Can he pronounce it? He says, well, <laughs> which one is easier? Oh, somebody say which one? Which one? Which one's easier? Between what? To say your sins are forgiven. And of course he's got to receive it. Or to say get up and walk. And of course he's got to receive it. Which one? 
didn't say which one's harder, which one's easier. Why would he say it? He proves the answer to the question. He says, but that you may know that the Son of Man. Now there's a whole teaching here. He didn't say Son of God. And he said it on purpose. Son of Man has power or authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say to you, get up, take your couch, and go to the house. <laughs> Why did he say that? Because Jesus thinks it's easy. Amen. Oh, come on. I said, because Jesus thinks that this is just as easy as the man being forgiven. Hmm? Now, if I was doing it, both of them would be hard. Right? If you were doing it, both of them, not just hard, impossible. But thank God, I don't have to do it. I don't have to make myself forgiven with God, and I don't have to heal myself either. All I got to do is receive it by faith. Receive it by faith. And here is such a wonderful thing. Have you ever, faith student, have you ever received some forgiveness? Huh? I want to see a hand. I want to see hands out there in the camera too. Have you, have you ever received forgiveness? You have proved. You have proven you can receive healing. Huh? According to Jesus, you have already proven many times over you know how to receive a healing. All you got to do is in the place of forgiveness, put healing. <laughs> receive it exactly the way you receive forgiveness. Do you know how? Yes. Yeah, but see, we've done it so much until we stop questioning it, and that means our faith came up. Right? And when you quit questioning about healing, it'll be just as easy. Oh, praise God. I don't have to, uh, you know, work things out, uh, make myself righteous in God's sight. Jesus did that. I don't have to heal myself. Jesus did that. He took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He carried my pains. He did that too. Did he do it? Yes. He did it. Which one's easier? They're the same. One is as easy as the other. It's just as easy to receive healing from paralysis as it is to receive forgiveness. We need to remind ourselves what a big thing it is to receive forgiveness. Huh? I mean, we've done it so much until it's easy to take for granted. But the highest price that's ever been paid for anything was paid to give us access to the throne. Right? The precious blood of the spotless lamb. The Bible said silver and gold couldn't buy you. There's not enough natural material wealth in the universe to pay for the value of one soul or to redeem one's soul from sin and loss. But the blood of the Lamb has done it. Oh, hallelujah. He has done it, and His blood has paid the price, and His blood doesn't just cover, but washes away all sin and ungodliness and unrighteousness. And all you got to do is receive it. Is that right? I mean the worst sinner in the world. Can they be saved? Can they be saved? What do they got to do? They don't have to climb the highest mountain across the biggest ocean. What do they got to do? 
Well, they don't have to study and learn Greek and Hebrew for 20 years. What do they got to do? Just believe it and receive it. Is that right? Receive. Take the forgiveness. Take the cleansing. Take the washing. This is really a bigger miracle than the healing of the body. Because the new birth is recreation. It's a new creation. Not the fixing of the old one. Healing is just repair work. Done on an existing structure. Can you see that? I know it seems like it's the bigger thing. It's not the bigger thing. The forgiveness. The cleansing. The washing of the blood. But the receiving of it. Which one's easier? They're the same. You receive one just like you receive the other. Can you say amen? Amen. And so the man got up, took his couch, and went home. And basically Jesus said, there's your answer. (laughs) Go to James, please, if you would, the fifth chapter. Which one's easier? They're the same. And what the, it shut the mouths of these skeptics and these scoffers and mockers because they couldn't do either one. I mean, they couldn't forgive him. They couldn't heal him. They didn't know how to help him get either one. And when they saw the man rise up and is no longer paralyzed, and he came in on the bed, the bed went out on him. <laughs> That's turning your captivity, right? <laughs> turning it around. And um, when they saw him leaving, what are you going to do with that? Everybody saw it. They saw when he came in. They saw when he went out. What does that prove? It proves there is a solution for sin. Right? And if he can be healed, that means he was forgiven. And he received both. In James 5, James 5 and verse 14, he said, Is any sick among you? Now this is the Spirit of God through James writing to believers. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. So we know he's talking to the church. And let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of what? Faith Faith shall save. Reckon what word that is there? Sozo. The prayer of faith shall sozo the sick. Sozo the sick. There is sozo the lost. And there is sozo the sick. Saved, both of it means saved, but you're saved from different things. The prayer of faith, because he's talking about, is any sick among you? That's how verse 14 started out. The prayer of faith shall sozo the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up, and, 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 while it's going on, if he's committed sins. What? They'll be forgiven him. You don't even have to have separate prayers. Can you see this? You can receive healing and forgiveness in the same prayer at the same time. (laughs) Why? Because there would have never been any sickness if there had never been any sin. And when the Lord took care of the sin problem, he also fixed the sickness problem. Oh, come on. Can you see that? And the same sacrifice that was made for sin also took care of sickness and oppression and poverty. I mean, it's all in there because everything that was result of sin and fall has been taken care of in the substitutionary 
redemptive work of Christ. He went to the cross, spirit and soul and body. He redeemed us, spirit and soul and body. And if you believe it, you can receive for the body as quickly and easily as you can receive for the soul. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And I may say it another hundred times. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And see, we've heard this other stuff. Most of you have heard it. The other stuff your whole life. You're, you're dealing with 40, 50, 60 years of wrong input that you've got to overcome. And so it'll keep trying to creep up. It'll keep trying to jump up. But Jesus said, I want this to just resonate in you the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the weekend. Which one's easier? Which one's easier? Who are you quoting? Jesus. Which one's easier? What? They're both the same. They're both the same. They're both the same. And he says, the prayer of faith shall sozo the sick. The Lord will raise him up. If he's, com- if, if he's committed or she's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another. Pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Let's just act on it right now. What do you say? Right now. We've been hearing this all week. Come on, just close your eyes. Lift your hands. Say it out loud, Lord, I believe. I believe. Sin was taken care of. Sickness was taken care of. I receive forgiveness. I take it by faith. And I also receive healing. I take it by faith. Into my body, into my organs, into my bones, into my skin, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I believe that I receive healing. I take it now, be healed, be saved, be made whole in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you need to believe you're forgiven? Yeah. When? Now, do you need to believe you're healed? Yeah. When? Now, it's the same. Praise God. And our time's up again today. We're not done with this. We're going to be going on from grace to grace and faith to faith. We'll see you again next time right here in Faith School. Praise God, I've enjoyed being with you this week in uh, faith school, getting into this faith for healing. Uh, I'm excited it's going to be really good. If you're just joining us, there's 150-some lessons that came before this on Hebrews 11. Go back there and take advantage of that. All of this is brought to you, all of faith school, by our faithful partners. God has always ordained that His ministries be supported by His people. And there's information on the screen. If you want to become a partner, not to pay for anything, but if you want to help send what has helped you to somebody else, you can become a word sender partner today as well. Uh, Check in on the information there. You can call the office and check. But we are sending faith around the world. Jesus said when he comes back, shall he find faith in the earth? I want you and I to be a part of him finding some strong faith in the earth, throughout the earth, and that faith will be rewarded. That faith, the scripture said, will be praised. 
So we're just getting into some things. We're going on from grace to grace, faith to faith. Our faith is growing stronger, and that's what pleases God. Hallelujah. We'll see you again next time here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.